I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes. Welcome to this week's episode. This episode's going to be a little bit shorter um, than usual because I am just going to quickly answer a question that I received through Instagram and that is something I work um, a lot on with my one-on-one clients. And it's, you know, it's a question that comes up uh, when I do what I often do, which is encouraging people to, you know, ask directly for what they need, um, to kind of release shame about having needs in general. Uh, you know, the shame we're sort of made to feel around being um, high maintenance. That's with some heavy air quotes around high maintenance, by the way. Um And so I'll encourage that, right? And people will then say, okay, Aubrey, you want me to ask for what I need. I get it. But how do I do that if I don't actually know what it is that I need or know what it is that I need to ask for? And that's a fair question. So what I'm going to do today is I am going to give you three strategies. These are kind of tangible actions, exercises that you can do. Um, to help you in identifying your needs. If you're somebody who in this moment is like, oh, I don't, I actually don't know what I need, um, you can use these to help. And these are actually things that are pulled straight from homework that I have assigned to one-on-one coaching clients. So know that in this episode, even more than usual, you're getting a little taste of my one-on-one coaching for free here. So to start off, I think the most powerful thing we can do when we're thinking about what it is that we need. And, you know, I'm specifically talking in this example about, you know, what you need to feel safe and secure in a relationship. And that's often what I focus a lot with um, clients on is, you know, what do you need to ask others for to feel safe and secure in your relationship with them? And that can be a relationship of any kind, not just romantic. And I think something that we don't do enough is looking at past events as clues and using our feelings that we have actually experienced as clues. And so, you know, the way that we have felt before, things that we have actually gone through are great clues about what we need in the present in order to feel safe and secure. And so what I would encourage you to do is to think about a time, and you can think about it now as you're listening to this, um, or if you want to journal about this, whatever works best for you, right? But think about a time when you felt really safe and secure in a relationship with someone. And this can be, you know, like I said, any kind of relationship, but a moment that you felt safe and secure. You know, what did that look like for you? I want you to really imagine that in in as much detail as you can. And You know, this is something that I typically have my clients write it out and literally share as many details about it as they can. So, you know, where were you? Uh, Who were you talking to? If you were interacting with another person, who was it? Um, What was kind of the mode of communication? Were you texting them? Were you on the phone? Were you with them in person, right? Um, How did that feel, both, you know, naming the emotions? How did you feel in that moment? Also, how did you feel that experience in your body? Right. 
literally sketch out as many details as you can remember about this moment that you felt safe and secure. And this works, by the way, you know, if you're if you're like, I know what I need in relationships. I don't know what I need in order to, you know, really love myself. Or I don't know what I need to X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. You know, imagine a time that you felt safe and secure in that thing, right? It can be any example. But draw on an example where you have felt that before and get really specific about the details of that and chart those out. And now some people will tell me, I actually have never felt that before. I've never felt safe or secure in a relationship. I've never felt my desired emotional experience in a specific situation before. And that's totally valid. And maybe that's the case for you. And what I would encourage you to do there is I still think you can draw on past experiences as clues. You're just going to have to go at it from a different direction, which is to look at the inverse, right, and create contrast. And so what I mean by that is, okay, you don't know what it feels like you haven't experienced yet, what it feels like to have your needs met and experience that sort of desired feeling. When have you felt the opposite? What has it looked like for you if you're, you know, looking to feel safety and security in a relationship, but you've never felt it? What does it look like for you to feel insecure? What's a what's a moment you can describe in great detail where you felt deeply insecure in a relationship? What's a moment when you have felt unsafe? And again, if this is something that's a memory that's going to be traumatizing for you to kind of rehash in detail, don't don't use that one, you know. Keep in mind your emotional safety here. I'm not asking you to relive a traumatic moment, but maybe something where someone said something to you that, you know, you it kind of brought you to a place of feeling a sense of insecurity or, you know, a moment when you were feeling the opposite of what you're looking to feel and doing that same exercise of writing out the details. How were you communicating if you were communicating with another person? Who was that person? What was the context? What did it feel like in your body? What were the thoughts or emotions that were attached to that moment? And getting clear on those things, because I think if you don't know exactly what you want your ideal situation to look like, you can sort of work backwards and you can look at, you know, the negative space in order to color in the more positive. So I think, you know, this reflection is going to give you some pretty major clues to work with. It doesn't necessarily perfectly illuminate everything, right? But it gives you a starting place of like, oh, I've... You know, I hadn't really thought about the fact that, you know, when I am texting with someone and we have a difficult conversation, I I struggle to feel deeply secure versus, you know, when I'm having an in-person face-to-face interaction and I can sort of hear their tone of voice and see their facial expression and have that sort of reassurance, that helps me feel safe. And so that's when, you know, when I have a conversation like that, I need to ask for what I need, which is... You know, this conversation I'd like to save when we can speak face to face or we can speak on the phone and I can hear the tone of your voice. And in that way, it actually can even be helpful to do both, to look at the times that you have felt secure or you have felt your desired feeling versus when you haven't and doing the compare and contrast exercise. So that's looking at your past experiences and events as clues for what it is that you need. Another piece is the importance of identifying the current pain point really clearly. So often we think about, you know, what is it that we need? It's in response to some kind of, you know, something that's hurting, something that is a pain point for us, something where we're struggling. And, you know, sometimes I think people struggle to know what it is that they need because we know something is wrong. 
right? Something is off, something doesn't feel right, but we struggle to articulate it or to pinpoint exactly what it is, right? Or maybe it's a lot of things. Maybe it's multiple dimensions of our life that are really, you know, maybe it's I'm having a fight with my significant other and also my, you know, kid isn't listening to me and is, you know, whatever. And also I'm stressed about work and I'm hungry and like all of these things, right, that that can then feel really overwhelming. And so when somebody's like, what do you need? The response is, holy shit, I don't know. So many things. And yet I have no idea. And so being able to name what the thing or things are that are hurting in that moment, the things that are creating that pain point, being able to name those as clearly as you can, as specifically as you can, is also a good starting place for identifying what it is that could help, right? So if I'm in a moment where I'm like, I'm just, I'm upset, period, and it's not attached to any given thing, and then I'm asking myself, what do I need? That's a lot more challenging than if I'm if I'm able to look at it and say, okay, hold on, let's let's list the things or let's tune into the things that are creating stress or anxiety or frustration or whatever the case may be for me. So, you know, to use that example, like I'm in conflict with my spouse, which is hard for me and is, you know, makes me feel anxious. I am frustrated with my kids. I am stressed out about work. And I also haven't eaten in several hours because I forgot to eat lunch. And so I also feel really, really hungry. And laying out all of those things, then asking, you know, what could help feels a little bit more manageable. Because at least, even if you can't tackle all the things at once, like there is no quick fix for all four of those things. But what I can do when I look at that is say, okay, what do I need? Well, right now I probably need to eat something because I know if I look across all four of these dimensions, one, that feels like the easy win right now is to eat something. And also it could help me with all of the other things, right? And being able to clarify what those things are in the first place is going to be powerful in helping you to actually decide what it is that you need that could help with each of them or with, you know, even if it's one specific thing, getting clear on what it is helps you decide the path forward, right? And so I think just naming that because a lot of the time we don't even fully realize it, but we don't know exactly what it is that feels wrong. And so how are you going to know what it is that you need when you don't know what that need is going to be addressing? You know, what what need even needs to be filled, what's missing, what the pain point is, right? And then finally, this one is hard. I will admit it. It's been hard for me. It's something that continues to be hard for me. I literally just had a conversation yesterday where I was like, I basically was, you know, living out this example and it was really uncomfortable, but it's really important, which is the willingness to be messy with others as we're figuring this out. And so, you know, these first two exercises are, you know, the ability to kind of tune into clues about, you know, what feels good or doesn't feel good for us or, you know, what is painful in the moment? What what is the missing piece that I'm filling with this need, right? And this this third kind of exercise, this third strategy or challenge, if you want to think about it that way, is one that really focuses on others and how we're connecting with others around this stuff, right? Sometimes 
we just we don't know what it is that we need and we're in an interaction with others where it would be helpful to know what we need so we could ask somebody and that's what i'm you know often preaching is the importance of being able to communicate with the people in our lives and ask them for what they need and that we shouldn't have to feel shame about that but you know part of part of learning what our needs are is getting comfortable with the idea that sometimes we're not going to know or that you know there is a figuring out that needs to happen and Sometimes you're going to be in a moment with another person and you're not going to know what it is that you need in that given moment. And I believe that in relationships where we have some trust or where we're able to, you know, be more vulnerable with a person, I think there is actually tremendous power in being able to say something like, hey, so I don't I don't actually know what I need from you right now. And this is whether the person has asked you, you're like, hey, what do you need? This is if, you know, you just know there is a need, but you're not sure what it is. Like, I don't really know what it is that I need right now, um, but I'm actually really trying to work on getting better at identifying and naming my needs and asking for what I need. You know, I don't want people to have to read my mind. That's not fair. And so, you know, I'm just hoping that you'll bear with me while I think through this or while I figure this out. Or, you know, I just want you to know that that this is something that's on my mind, right? Just naming that process and owning that, like, it's not figured out but I'm working on it. Or I think another thing you can even try if this is someone who, you know, that who you really trust and knows you well, is to actually ask them to help brainstorm with you. Um, and I, you know, this requires a certain level of relationship with the person, I think. But to be able to say like, hey, I'm I'm struggling to figure out what I need. I'm, I'm upset. I feel frustrated, you know, whatever. Um, and I don't know what it is that I need, but I could use some help figuring that out. You know, is this something you're open to sort of brainstorming with me? Right? And I think that I think that if you're someone who who just struggles with asking for what you need in general, like if any of this has resonated with you, if if tuning into your needs is difficult, if having the conversation about it is difficult, then you probably are also worried about the idea of being messy or being imperfect or, you know, not having shit figured out in your relationships. But what I what I would have you remember is that and again, this is something I talk about all the time, which is that this is what draws us closer to people, right? The ability to build intimacy depends on us being able to say, "Hey, I don't have this figured out, but I want you to know that it's a work in progress and with you I want to get it right." That is an intimacy builder. Right? That creates closeness with people. To say, you know, I'm figuring this out and I I trust you. And so you're somebody I want to talk it through with, right? And the people who are closest to us, I think, can also be great mirrors for this kind of work, right? They can be a huge asset in this because they can offer us insights that we might not otherwise have about ourselves, right? There are ways that we have sort of blind spots and things that we miss. And so the people closest to us can offer great insight into that in ways that we might not be able to see if we're doing this work all on our own, right? So I think the willingness to be messy with others and show that you're working on figuring this out and letting other people into that process can be really, really powerful. So just to recap, if you are struggling to figure out what you need, if you, you know, you struggle to ask for what you need because you don't even know what you need in the first place, then the steps I recommend are one, looking at your past experiences as clues, reflecting on the times that you felt like your needs were met or times that you felt like your needs definitely weren't met and using those as clues. 
Uh, Number two, identifying the current pain point really clearly so that you can, you know, properly assess the need that might address that pain point. And then number three, being willing to be messy with others. You know, not feeling like you have to show up perfectly, letting others in to the fact that this is a work in progress and letting them be a part of that process. And remembering too that, you know, what you need, just like a lot of other things in our life, what you need is an evolving dimension of you as a person, right? Your needs are not going to remain static for your entire life other than like your basic human needs for like food and shelter and water and all of that. Your needs emotionally are going to evolve from relationship to relationship, right? In different contexts, just as you grow and change and mature, this is going to be an ongoing process, right? This isn't a one and done deal. This is, you know, these are questions and exercises, things that you're going to have to ask yourself and reassess constantly throughout your life, right? And it's a lot of work. But what I can promise you, okay, what I can promise you is that knowing what you need to ensure that you can then ask for what you need is well worth that work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.